0: Yeah, you have rights and the creditors have rights. Credit bureaus have rights. Like everybody has rights. Everybody has laws that are protecting against everybody. But you gotta make sure that, you know, okay, if we're gonna dispute some stuff, like let's make sure it doesn't come back and and bite us in in the behind. Because we're not doing it the right way.
1: So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios.
2: All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I'm your host. So excited to be talking to you guys today. But before we get started, I've got to make sure the credit boss, aka credit coach, is in the building. Is Eva Palacios? Are you in the house?
0: Yes. What's up?
2: Uh, how you doing?
0: I don't know. My voice is kind of going away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> been, I've been doing a lot
0: of. I've been doing a talking. lot of networking and talking lately.
2: <laughs> <laughs> talking and yelling. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, you yeah. told me about it.
0: Like Jesus literally code. back to back, back to back, like
2: Do you want to share like some of the things you've been up to?
0: Absolutely. So, um, we did a seminar last week. Um, shout yes. out to Legacy Church in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they brought me in to pour into their their congregation and it was just amazing. And um it was such a wonderful group. Normally I don't do this, but I just felt it on my heart. I'm like Feel free to ask any questions throughout the presentation. And we, Mm. we, we went in for like 90 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So, um, everybody loved it. Everybody had great questions. Um, very interactive and, um, and actually somebody had asked a question about helping, uh, build credit for their children. Mm. They're, you know, soon to be 18-year-olds. And um, and you know, the boys, I brought the boys with me. So mm. I actually called Desmond up on stage and Uh-oh. I had him, I did. I I didn't tell you that. Okay. So, oh yeah, I didn't tell you that. So I brought him on stage and I'm like, you know, hey, Des, why don't you share it with you know, with everyone, like, how did we help you build credit at at 18? And yeah, he shared, you know, that I added him on to American Express when he was 16. And Mm -hmm. by the time he turned 18, he was a 750 credit score. And now he's building credit on his own and tapping into credit. He he did a whole thing. He was fabulous. He was fabulous. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah, everybody's ready. like, and it's, and you know, what was really, really cool is the fact that we get in the car and he's like, mom, you got to teach me this stuff because I can totally present for you. Hey, I'm like, let's go. Oh, Desmond's ready. I know. So I'm Let just me like, know.
2: We can get a whole, <laughs> I gotta, we can get a whole workout for him.
0: Yeah. So I just, I just, I love the fact that I called him up and he got up and did his thing mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was so that definitely was, you know, a couple hours, because even after we were there, after it was done, we still hung out people, you know, because some people wanted the one on one time questions. They don't want to answer in a big old group. That was totally understandable. So, yeah. So, you know, that was on Thursday. And then Saturday I attended a nonprofit event and in in Lodi at a winery. Shout out to Loads of Hope. And man, that event was amazing. So many just, man, just people are just amazing in general. And, but just a lot of connections made there, a lot of real estate agents, a lot of loan officers and you know, Alicia was introducing me and, and like, like literally, Hey, you got to meet Eva. You got to meet Eva. (laughs) And, and, and I like knew nobody there, but her and her family. And as the, the day progressed, you know, other people came that I knew that were my Facebook friends and they were like, Oh my God, what's going on? And just amazing connections. So there goes, you know, another set of hours talking. (laughs) And then we had a meeting after the meeting with, you know, lender, realtor, more talking. And then, um, yeah. And then church on Sunday, man, that was amazing too. Like it was just back to back to back and church on Sunday. I attended, um, a different church, uh, shout mm-hmm. out to BU sister, Ashlyn Cole. She came all the way from the East Bay to Stockton and she sang and it, it and again, like, you know, church in Stockton, I know nobody, but, you know, I get there and then people get there and they're like, oh, my God, Eva, like, oh, you know, and like, we're just chit chatting. And mm-hmm. yeah, my heart and cup was overflowing mm. this whole week. It was just amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. In your
2: high, high eye. Huh?
0: Yes, I was definitely <laughs> in my high eye. I was, I was, uh, it was my jam um, and just connections, connections, people with nonprofits, you know, people in the educational space, you know, other entrepreneurs that want to build business. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, we, we can connect. We're going to connect. So we exchanged contact info and
2: just mm-hmm. excited,
0: excited to meet and collab with with other people.
2: So awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you glad you got there and do that. I could tell, you know, when you when you're out there, you definitely are, <laughs> are happy <laughs> yes. you're in your element, which is I which know. is awesome. Um, yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, that was really cool. It was good. It was good. It's been good. And, you know, and it's it's crazy because, you know, a lot of people I mean, and, you know, for those who think I'm always like this. You know, sometimes I do get in my moments where I'm like, okay, do I really want to go? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I get in my little bit of moments where I'm like, I don't know if I want to go. I'm too tired or I got too much to work, you know, too much work. Mm-hmm. And you kind of start to talk yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, no, I already committed to going. So I got to go. And yeah. then you go and you're like, I'm so glad I went because had I not gone, I would have missed out on all of these amazing conversations.
2: Yeah, I so, think it was a, and then, and then probably before the weekend you had what hockey night too.
0: Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Was, that was Friday night.
2: Yeah. I was yes. supposed to go to that. I totally yes. forgot.
0: Oh my God. Shout out to Tammy bless her heart. She had like a hundred tickets for us. Like it wow. was lions family night at the Stockton hockey game. And it was just amazing. Just, you know, just, you know, being in a space and just having fun and just conversating and, And just, you know, just being you in your normal space with your family, your spouses, your kids, like that was just super fun, super fun. And um, so, yeah, that was Friday night. And then, you know, Saturday morning, we have our prayer call. So Mm. things that transpired from that night rolled into Saturday's prayer call. And that was like, literally, I literally had the last five days of just constant pouring mm-hmm. of just good energy good vibes and and you know and and what god's doing to 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 me and the rest of the tribe and how he's just showing up and people are being obedient and and even though there's adversity in people's lives people are like you know what i know god has something better for me and i'm like yes like that's the attitude we need to have like even if adversity hits and, and you get a rejection or you get a no, or you get a decline or whatever, like something better is coming. It's on its way. Mm. And all of that Sunday's message was just that pastor was like, you're entering a new season mm. and you may not understand why things are happening the way that they are, but just trust God, trust mm. God, because now he is showing up. And he's going to do things in your life that you are not going to understand, but be obedient, be patient and watch him do his thing. And I'm just like,
2: mm.
0: all Woo. everything that happened during the week, that moment just mm. verified everything. And I'm like, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Well,
2: even though I wasn't there, that 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 word definitely uh, is for me, too. I, I, yeah. uh, I received that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah no uh, doubt um and so yeah because you know speaking of like it kind of made me it kind of made me think about that yeah, what we like to, what I like to talk about this week um which I feel like is appropriate because we haven't done an episode in a while where we um had you really kind of break down some some technical stuff
0: yeah um
2: so I, I want to give some people some some meat to chew on and kind of speaking of things not going the right way <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and being patient. Um, so like, you know, a lot of people know that, you know, we've been talking about it, you know, my, my testimony, right? Everybody's, you know, <laughs>
0: can't for wait to hear, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so as, you know, in me, I guess, you know, part of my perfectionist self, I am waiting for the perfect time, right? Um, and there's certain, like I said, there's certain things I want to be able to, to triumphantly say have been completed the box has been checked off. This has been done, you know, so people can really get the full scale of the story. So part of it is um, part of the the things that I've been doing is taking care of of debt. Um, And, you know, thankfully I've gotten myself to uh, a score that, you know, is, 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 is one that, makes me feel pretty confident, you know, Get my shoulders, you know, chest, chest out, shoulders back, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But at the same time, I know that that has come, you know, as a result of me, you know, making some, some changes and they're all pretty recent, right? They're all fairly recent in terms of changes on the report. And there was also this one particular um, debt uh, that I, that I knew we we talked about that, you know, it's like, Hey, I know this thing is out there um, for some reason it's not showing up on not, not uh, when we looked at it, all three of the credit reports did not have it, but yeah. I knew it was there. And I was like, it's there. And, you know, it, you know, it true to form, right. It's at some point, <laughs> like from what I hear about the stories, I was like, what is, it's going to show up at the same time. I'm trying to do something else, right. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I'm trying to, you know, either buy a house or whatever I'm trying to do, that's what it's going to show up. Yep. Um, well, lately I've been trying to build you know, business credit for, you know, my business and my business credit for my, from my wife's business is doing great. Cause everything is, you know, really under her name and it's, it's great, but the yeah. stuff for me hasn't been built in because we've been waiting anyway. So recently, you know, I've been trying to, you know, make some moves, um, <laughs> and the business credit and it, it ain't been going as, uh, I guess predicted or, or that it, that we thought it would. Right.
1: Yeah. And,
2: sure and, and 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 it's been kind of a mystery until recently mm-hmm. one of the um one of the uh banks said okay we're gonna you know give you some reasons why right and mm-hmm. one of the reasons that they listed was peculiar i was like this is a weird reason i don't <laughs> i don't have anything like this on my credit report yeah. oh that's right <laughs> about that like, oh that's <laughs> right and sure enough that one thing uh. That I had, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it must be back." So, yeah. what do we do? Well, we went ahead, checked out the uh, the credit reports. Sure enough, I found it, and 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 I'm cool. I, I'm I'm I know what to do now. I'm not tripping because I know what to do. I know how to handle it. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about the debts and mm-hmm. how people handle it. Because one thing I do know about being involved with you is that you handle these things. Differently than most yes and and you know what I see with you is that you 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 preach, you practice you you use you, you uh teach hey if if the debt is yours and you know it's legit, <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and handle it. How do we handle it? We call, mm-hmm. we try to get a settlement, yep, we try to figure it out yep. so that it can be done with yeah um. And you don't advocate for some of the other practices that I see people doing, which is like dispute letters, denying it, technicalities, legal jargon, all this other stuff. Right. So I'm saying all this to ask you why, um, because, you know, maybe people say, you know, well, you're you're wasting your money doing the settlements because that money could be yours to put in your pocket, to invest, to do other stuff. Yeah. Why give the creditors anything when you don't have to, um, you know, I'm just curious. I really want to hear from you.
0: Yeah. Like,
2: why do you approach it the way you approach it?
0: I mean, I would have to say it's because you got to do the right thing. I mm. mean, at the end of the day, Yes you as a consumer have rights. Yes. The creditors have rights too. And yes, the credit bureaus have laws and there's all these laws. I get it. But at the end of the day, if this is a debt that you created, why are there people out there that, that, that are giving you that pass to be like, no, don't pay it. Hmm. Now at the end of the day, my job is to educate. My job is to educate. And yeah, definitely let you know what those laws are in California. you got the statute of limitations of four years on debt collections. If it's been more than four years and you have not made a payment on a consumer type debt, that creditor has lost their right to sue you. Doesn't mean they can't call you. Doesn't mean they can't put it on your credit report. Doesn't mean they can't attempt to collect, but if four years go by and you haven't made a payment, the ball is now in your court to then negotiate a settlement. The law says if the creditor has the if the if you leave a debt unpaid or the very least late 30 days or more, creditor has the right to report it. And if they report it, they can report it for up to seven years. So the next question is, is, well, what are you trying to do financially? Are you going to sit around and do absolutely nothing for seven years to where you then can delete it? Or are you trying to make moves? And if you're trying to make moves, then let's negotiate a settlement to resolve that debt so we don't have to spend time sending letters, crossing our fingers that it's going to go away because there are certain laws that says if you file a dispute, and the creditor cannot validate it, they have to remove it from your credit report. That's fair, that's law. However, if that creditor comes back and validates it after the fact, it's gonna come right back on your credit report. We don't want that account popping back up when you're in the middle of trying to buy a house Mm. or trying to buy a car or trying to build business credit or trying to get a credit card. So why even go through all of that time-consuming stuff when if the debt is yours like let's talk about ways to really resolve it and be done with it water under the bridge now let's really move forward and make some moves
2: yeah because that well that last practice that you just mentioned is one that i hear probably the most often yeah where they're able to get it temporarily removed yeah um and 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 i've seen i've i've heard well i'll just say i've heard um I haven't witnessed it myself cuz I haven't done it myself <laughs> but I've just heard of people doing the practice of you know getting it tempor- temporarily removed yep having your credit score jump yep then after your credit score jumps and it's removed so yeah. it's not there you go apply for a whole bunch of stuff yep get a whole bunch of stuff yep and then it comes back but when it comes back too late you know what I mean like already got all the stuff (laughs) yeah and so that's how some people are operating absolutely Um, yes and i I mean to your point i i that that feels a little weird that feels a little that feels a little icky
0: it it, it, i mean you know and and then to who right to who who does it feel icky to because somebody who believes in those types of practices they're gonna think that's perfectly normal and fine but that really is putting a band-aid on a gunshot wound It's only satisfying for the moment. Okay, so cool. You got some credit cards. What's going to happen when car breaks down and now you need a car? What are we going to do when that collection comes right back on? Do the same process all over again. But now you're in a dire situation where you can't get to work because you need a car. See, we could have avoided all of this emotion had we just done it right the first time. And it's not hard. And it's so crazy because I do get these calls all the time where they're like, can I just pay you to clean up my credit? Can I just pay you to send these letters? I, for the record, and you can ask any one of my mentees, I have never sent a letter, a dispute letter on behalf of any of my clients. Now, will I instruct somebody to send a dispute letter when it's appropriate to do so? Absolutely. But if it's not, I'm all about time versus money. What are your goals? What are you trying to do? You're trying to accomplish these major financial goals. Why are we going to try to dispute a $900 whatever bill when you know you owe it and the likeliness of getting it removed is very unlikely because it's still within the statute of limitations. It's still within the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So really you're just going to be wasting time. So the question is, is do you have time to be wasted or do you just want to resolve it and move forward and let's actually make some moves sooner.
2: Yeah. Well, cuz I I mean I will tell you in practice um the items that I was able to identify and target and settle. Mm-hmm. Um they did get removed. That way, and that wasn't even cuz I know there's different ways that you can add, and I'm going to have you break this down for people like what the process is. Yep. You know the difference between a settlement um and like paid in full versus yep. paid in a settlement amount versus, cause they, cause I noticed they note all these things on the report, right? They'll Absolutely. say, you know, paid for an agreed upon amount that was not the full chart, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, Settled for stuff.
0: less than agreed amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And,
2: and then, um, you know, so there's all these different things, but I did, I did notice that for me that, cause, cause you can, add, I know you, there's, there's different terminology, like, you know, pay for deletion, pay yeah. All the so I didn't ask for any of it to de- delete it. I was just like, let me just settle. I was trying to get to, to it to be zero. That's all our, my goal was. Yeah, and I got it to be zero. And then next thing I know, a couple months later, they were removed without me yeah. asking. I'm not saying that's what that's going to happen to everybody, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying I just noticed that. Like, wow, I thought to myself, okay, this is cool because this is one of those situations where I don't have to look over my shoulder. Yeah. Like, it was removed not temporarily, not because I sent out some you know letter. Th- that forces them to temporarily remove it. Right. But no, this is actually settled. I have proof of the settlement. They yeah. sent me a letter verifying it. Everything's legit. And I don't have to ever think about this thing again.
0: Right. I and
2: like I, that feeling. And how personally. do you feel
0: about that? Right? <laughs> don't you feel like, like, oh way my better. gosh, weight lifted off of my shoulder. I don't got to watch my back. I don't got to look over my shoulder. I don't got to like hope and pray. This does not come back on my credit report. Like yeah. it's done.
2: It's done. And And the thing is, because the thing is, it will come back, and that, and true to form, like I said, this happened to me recently. I mm-hmm. I knew at some point it was going to come. I, I will admit, I forgot, right? Because everything has been going so well, I forgot, and so I'm like, oh, cool, I forgot, and I'm moving ahead as if everything is cool, and just you know, like like we said, it seems to happen that way. Now I'm like, okay, let me get a house, let me get my business, you know, and all of a sudden, yeah, thought you forgot about me. Here it is,
0: yeah, you surprise. know.
2: That's where it is like, oh, <laughs> but, but once again, I'm not tripping because I know how to deal with it. So I'm like, okay, right. cool. for finally showing your head, because I knew you were out there. I yep. actually forgot, but I knew, I knew, you know, so now I know you're there. Okay, cool. Let me go ahead and settle you out. Yep. And then we can keep it moving.
0: Absolutely.
2: Um, so anyway, let's, let's break it down for people though, um, in terms of the process. Absolutely. So when they are looking at a debt mm-hmm. on their credit report and it's popped up, and it's yeah. like, oh, here I am. You owe me. And yeah. you're not going to be able to get whatever you trying to get until we <laughs> figure this out. Exactly. So what you know, what do you share with people? Like, I'm not, no, don't give me a full um a, a session right now. Just <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Right, laughs> give right,
2: us right. an Review of like what are your choices? How do you proceed? All that.
0: Absolutely. Well, first off, we got to identify, you know, where these accounts are at because that also makes a difference. You know, the, the average person usually has more than one unpaid collections. So if it's listed on your credit report as either a collection item or a charged off item with still an unpaid balance, these are the ones you got to highlight. Anything mm. that's an unpaid negative, unpaid collection, unpaid charge off, those are the ones that you highlight. These are the ones we need to focus on first. Why? Because these are the ones doing the most damage. Mm. Credit score doesn't care how old these accounts are. What it cares about is it an unpaid negative debt. Doesn't care if it's a dollar or $10,000. If it's an unpaid negative item, it's going to weigh down your credit score. So that's the first step, identifying these unpaid negatives, highlighting them. Next step, I like to say, start with the lowest balance first. Start with the lowest balance first and you work your way up. Now, this is where it kind of gets a little tricky. Let's just pretend you have a low balance. And everybody's financial situation is different, but let's just pretend you have a $100 medical bill. At the end of the day, if it's low enough, like $100, $50, $20, whatever you figure is low, I generally will coach my mentees and tell them to do what's called a pay for delete. I will pay you the hundred dollars right now if you agree to delete it from my credit report. Mm. Now, legally, they don't have to, guys. They don't have to. So if you're arguing with them and they're telling you, no, you're beating a dead horse. We want to be nice when we talk to these guys. They control the reporting. So when you call them, you're saying, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. I owed you this money. Like, is there any way if I pay you today, will you delete it from my credit report? Nine times out of 10, they'll do it. Now, at the end of the day, we do want to get something in writing, especially if you haven't gotten anything in writing for a while and it's on your credit report. We need something in writing that says they're gonna delete it. Now, some collection agencies are gonna be like, no, we're not gonna send you nothing in writing. And this is where you just gotta trust. You just gotta have good faith and trust and just, you know, do what they say but nine times out of 10, they will delete it from your credit report. So if the balance is low enough, we do a pay for delete. I pay you today, you delete this from my credit report. Now let's say it's a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars. Then you might want to do the option where you're doing a settlement, where you negotiate down the balance. Let's pretend you're a thousand dollars. You call them again, Sad, sobby story. I had no idea. I still owed you this money. I know I owe you a thousand dollars, but is there any way you're willing to accept a settlement offer? Mm. They're always gonna come back and say, Let me check with my manager or hold on, let me check. What they're really doing is they're looking to see how long have they had your account for, how much they bought it for the from the original creditor. Because if you owed the original creditor X amount of dollars, chances are they paid them less for that debt. So when they're thinking about negotiating or accepting a settlement from you, they want to at least make their money back. They don't want to have a loss. Mm -hmm. So long story short, they're putting on hold. They're assessing the situation. They're going to come back and they're going to say, well, how much do you want to settle for? They're not going to tell you we'll settle for this. They're going to (laughs) ask you, how much do you want to settle? I always say lowball them do less than 50%. If you owe a thousand, let's start with 400 and let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Now, chances are you might go back and forth, back and forth until, you know, they accept. Again, if they accept a settlement offer, now that you have to get in writing. That is most important to get in writing. Why? Because if you don't get something stating we're willing to accept this instead of that and you pay them the money, they can always come back after you after for the remaining balance that's owed. And that's Mm. never a good feeling. So we always want to request in writing, which nine times out of 10, the collection indices have no problem sending you that settlement offer. A lot of the times they'll email it to you right right when you're on the phone. A lot Mm. of the times they'll give you a certain website and then a certain like access code, you get in and boom, it's right there. You print that puppy out, you submit your payment.
1: Mm.
0: Now, in terms of credit reporting, Okay, Eva, well, what's the difference? You know, what's the difference if I pay it off, if it gets deleted, if I settle it, what's the difference? Guys, honestly, when it comes to the credit score, the credit score is a mathematical formula. As long as there's an unpaid balance in a negative status, collection or charge off, it's gonna weigh down your credit score. If you pay it in full or you settle and you get a break in the balance, the balance is going to turn to zero. That's what raises the credit score. Hmm. So it doesn't matter if you pay them in full, if it turns, if you settle and turns to zero, if you delete it, as long as it's zero, it raises the score. Now in the status, the little comment section, if you paid in full, it'll say paid in full. Hmm. If you settle, it'll say settled. Obviously if it gets deleted, it's like it's never happened. The status or the comments, that doesn't matter. That matters to the person looking at your credit report. The lender, if they decide to go through pages and pages of all your accounts and they want to look at the status, they can very well do so. But nine times out of 10, they're going to look at the credit score first. Mm. After they look at the credit score, they're going to look at open active accounts and they're going to look at your recent payment history. When you're going back and you're negotiating these settlements or paying off these old bills, those are at the bottom of your credit report. Lenders don't got time to go all the way down there. They look at your open active accounts, but if it's an unpaid negative, it's going to be more at the top of the list. That's Mm -hmm. what captures their attention.
2: Okay.
1: Hey, quick break here your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah Sorry, I was, I was, I was into that. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> take it
0: okay. out, take it out, no.
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so uh, people get tied. they get caught up in what it says. You're saying it don't really matter what it says as long as it's no. zero balance.
0: Zero um, balance.
2: That's all that really matters
0: because it removes um, the liability. Now the lenders don't have any question. I mean, think yeah. about it, guys. You're trying to you're trying to apply for a credit card, but you got this two hundred dollar unpaid bill. They're going to be like, if you can't pay that two hundred dollars, what makes you think you're going to pay our credit card?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it we makes sense. Resolve it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay, and so, okay, so let's say a scenario where, you know, you're actually. Like, OK, I need to go ahead and dispute this mm-hmm. um, because let's say that it uh, it isn't a legit charge or yeah, maybe you did pay it off or
0: or you know, here's a common one, especially for the men who are juniors and seniors and the thirds and the fours and they share the same oh, name as somebody.
2: That's me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So and 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 that comes across a lot in my consultations. You know, for somebody that shares the same name with their father or whoever, at the end of the day, that would be a legitimate dispute, especially Mm -hmm. if it's an account that's on there that doesn't belong to you. This, yes, definitely dispute this. And the best way to file disputes with anything that you're challenging on your credit report, I always recommend do it in writing. Like you actually writing a letter, you could type it, but if we type it, we want to be, I I always do the handwritten. Why is the handwritten? Because when you're handwriting something, it's more likely that it's going to get processed correctly and that it's going to get the attention that it deserves. Not only submitting it in writing to the bureaus, you want to make sure that you're sending it certified with return receipt so mm. that when they get it, they sign off on it. You get the receipt back in the mail. Now you got a time stamp because they've got 30 days mm. to respond back to your letter. The only mm. way you know that they got the letter and processed it is by that certified receipt. Yeah. And that holds them accountable too. like, we don't know, like you send your letter. Like what if it goes into left field? What if they get somebody steals it out the mailbox? Like there's so many variations, but if you do it and you pay the extra 10, $12 or whatever it costs, it's worth it because Mm -hmm. now you're holding them accountable. You've got the receipt back in the mail. You count and mark your 30 days on your calendar. And yes, let's get that response back.
2: Mm. And you probably get, Tons and tons of um, letters, anyway. So I guess. Oh, absolutely. Anyway
0: to- well, yeah. I mean, imagine, <laughs> imagine all the other services that are out there that are mm. writing letters to the credit bureaus nonstop. Like you're one in how many millions and billions of correspondence these bureaus receive? Mm. So you need to be placed on a priority. You need to be on top of that stack, and the only way to ensure that is by sending it certified with return receipts so somebody can actually sign off on it saying they got it. And now, I don't know, if I'm the credit bureau and I got something I sign off for, I'm going to make sure that thing gets processed because now they got record of a time limit getting started.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Because here's the other thing. If credit bureaus are in violation of these laws, your rights as a consumer, guess what? Now you can take it up a notch. Now you can go to who supersedes them. And who mm. is that? The Federal Trade Commission. Mm. The Federal Trade Commission oversees the credit bureaus. So if you're getting that thing, you know, the, the return received in the mail and it's been more than 30 days and you haven't heard from the credit bureaus, you can easily file a complaint with the FTC. And if the FTC gets involved, that's like ten thousand dollars per fine for mm. every action that the credit bureau misses. Mm. So, again, that's your right as a consumer. And especially if we're talking accounts that don't belong to you that are on a credit report, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Versus it's a bill that you do owe, but maybe you forgot about it. But let me just <laughs> challenge it anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys got to remember that, yeah, you have rights and the creditors have rights, the credit bureaus have rights, like everybody has rights, everybody has laws that are protecting against everybody. But you got to make sure that, you know, okay, if we're going to dispute some stuff, like let's make sure it doesn't come back and and bite us in the the behind because we're not doing it the right way.
2: Yeah. Well, can you, can you think of, and I know you've, I mean, you've talked to so many people and I've gone through so many different scenarios. Yep. When, when has there been a time, if you can just share of when there's been a time where someone did do it the way of like, uh, you know, just, just try to figure out some technicality and got it removed. And then it came back up. Like, give us a real scenario where that, you know, happened to someone. Do you have a, yeah. a Oh, of course okay.
0: all the time. I mean, I get, <laughs> I got tons of people that come to me from other credit repair services and that's, you know, that's, that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and there's actually, there's two situations. So number one, Number 1, when you're working with somebody that's going to help you clean credits, quote quote clean credit and remove these items for you, you need to really think about what what is it that they're sending? What letters? What wording are they using in these letters to get these things removed?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because at the end, and how are they signing the letters? Are they signing the letters XYZ credit repair company? Or are they signing the letters Eva Palacios? Mm -hmm. Right? On your behalf. yeah. On your behalf. (laughs) See, a lot of people don't realize when they go to these companies, a lot of the times they're they're signing these documents. The client is signing a document that are called power of attorney. Mm. And now they're handing over their rights, not realizing what that really means. And then you got somebody that's sending letters on your behalf. And then when they send these letters and you don't know what's being written in these letters. And now you're thinking, oh, they're going to delete these collections. But the next thing that happens is you now get someone knocking at your door trying to hand deliver you a summons. Mm. It backfires. Why? Because of the wording that's being used in these letters. Collection agencies, they're, they're, they didn't just they weren't born yesterday. They get these letters and they're going to be like, oh, you're trying to use this law section, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Okay, you don't want to pay us? You're filing a cease and desist order? Okay, now our only means to communicate is through a summons with the Mm -hmm. law firm. Mm -hmm. So that's one potential ugly backfire that could happen when you don't know what's going on.
2: So you're saying basically that like. That you could have like because you decided to go that route yeah. of the legal technicality and all that, you're saying that the credit or the, 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 the uh collecting agency, instead of them being in a position maybe to settle with you, negotiate, work something mm-hmm. out, you force them to have where their response, their only response is, I'm taking you to court. That's right. Like, like it, it, they the gloves are off. They like, yeah. oh, you want to play that game? Yep. Like we're not gonna talk about nothing else because everything's gonna be in written. You're gonna get these legal documents, yeah, and we going to a judge,
0: yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and and then yeah. that becomes even more scary,
2: yeah, like, because that's very well,
0: intimidating. <laughs> Ain't nobody want to go to court, exactly, right? And then and then, I mean, and then, then you're scared I'm, and you don't go and now they got a judgment and now that prevents you from buying the house.
2: There you go. So yeah, so uh, yeah, and that, and so just explain to them what that means. So let's say so they'll they'll respond back and say, okay, well. You know, we're going to go to court. You get a court date. You show up or you don't show up. But, you know, I don't know if you win it or not. Right. But let's yeah. just say that more than likely, just because of how the system set up. And to your point, they've been doing it a lot longer than us. Right. Yeah. That more than likely they got their ducks in a row. You end up losing it and you get a, a judgment. And so what does that mean? Like, can you explain to people what that means?
0: Yeah, well, well, let's take it back. So let's say worst case scenario, you get a summons, which basically says the creditor is trying to is, is is actually attempting to sue you. You do have one last chance when you get that summons. You've got so many days to respond. So you have one last chance, which is to now get in touch with either the law firm or the attorney, whoever's the one that sent you that summons to resolve the debt. Resolve it before it actually goes to the court date. But most people are intimidated and they ignore it. If you ignore it, but you know there's a court date, at the very least, go to the court date. Because if you show up in court, at least now you can voice your situation to the judge. Judge, your honor, I owe the money, but I I cannot pay. Can we do a payment plan? then the judge can issue a payment plan. In this case, it's called a stipulated judgment. What this means is you are on a payment plan. And as long as you agree to the terms and you fulfill those terms, then it's basically getting handled and paid off that way. But if you don't, then the judgment is enforced, which then it's now filed into the courthouse, which once it's filed, be very difficult to buy a house with that unpaid judgment. But most importantly, if they do get the judgment, now that creditor has the upper the upper hand. Now they could dip into your bank account to collect the funds. They can garnish wages up to 25% to collect the funds. Or if you do own any property, they can place a levy on that property or um, a lien on that property until it's sold or refinanced, then they get paid. So It's basically a guaranteed method of payment in one way, shape or form. And depending upon what state you're in, most states will will give them will give the creditor what's called the right to charge interest. It's called a post judgment interest rate, which means that they sue you. You decide you're not paying it. I don't know. You don't want to work. They can't force and get money out of you. It's going to earn interest. And in California, those judgments are collectible for 10 years. And the creditor can renew it for another 10 years. So Hmm. it doesn't easily go away, guys. Now, okay, so here's the argument. Let's pretend. Let's pretend there's a judgment in your name. And somebody deletes it from your credit report. Okay, credit report looks good, but when it comes time to buy real estate and the title company does a search in your name and they see there's a judgment listed in the courthouse, guess what? Mm. You're not going to be able to buy that house. So even though it's not on your credit report, it's still in the court system. Lenders can see that and they mm. can turn you down for that loan.
2: Mm. Wow. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. So when you think you can get things deleted, sometimes they're not all the way deleted from all the systems. Hmm. So, and, and that's, you know, and that, that's, you know, I don't know if that were me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like I thought it was off of my credit report. I can go buy a house, I go apply, turn down because the judgment is in the courthouse and that is public record. Public record. Hmm. That doesn't go away until it's resolved
2: mm-hmm yeah okay wow okay so
0: <laughs> that's a lot right
2: there's a lot that is a lot mm-hmm. um, which
0: it could have all been prevented if you had the right coaching the right people that has your best interest at heart what are you trying to do you're trying to get a credit card you're trying to buy a house you're trying to buy a car what are we trying to do Okay, yeah. you've got these collections like let's resolve it because if you don't, here's what could happen. And and that's that's the difference between me and the other guys. I don't want you coming back talking about Eva, you said I can get this deleted. Yes, but I also said this. And my job is to let you know all of your options. It's mm. up to you to decide which route you want to take, but I'm going to tell you if you and my coaching program, you want to make some moves. Then these are the moves that need to be made in a certain way to increase the chances and the levels of success. Mm. That's really what it comes down to.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Because your average person spends six months, a year, two years with the other guys trying to get things deleted, and it's like, man, do you know what you could have done during that time?
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So man, I'm trying to remember like what I originally where I was going with it because like, yeah, that's that's the scary scenario. And now um,
0: that was scenario number one. Let's talk about scenario number two.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: So scenario number two is, and and this this actually like just happened last week um, with one of our lions where there was an unpaid medical bill on the credit report. And they were legit trying to resolve it. Mm
1: -hmm. Calling
0: them, nobody answers a phone, Googling the company name, that phone number wasn't getting answered. Writing to the collection agency with certified with return receipt. 30 days go by, no correspondence. So I'm like, okay, now let's file it with the credit bureau. You can't resolve it with the collector because they're MIA. Let's dispute it with the credit bureau, because if you're hitting the brick wall, then the credit bureau should hit the brick wall, too. So disputed it with the credit bureau. Credit bureau comes back talking about, no, the debt's been validated. And I'm like, if you hit the brick wall, how the credit bureaus hit the how did they not hit the brick wall? So I'm like, well, let's look at the letter. Let's look at what they sent you, because when you dispute with the credit bureau, They and they validate it, meaning they call the creditor. Creditor says you owe the money. Credit bureau has to come back and tell you who they called, what phone number, what address, who you need to speak to. Mm -hmm. So, credit bureau validated it. And so I'm like, okay, Lion. Let's call. Let's call that number and let's see if they truly did validate it. Because if they didn't, they're just making stuff up. Guess what the next step is? We're going to get in touch with the FTC. Well, no, Mm. they did call the number and Mm. they were able to get through and settle the debt. Mm. And they settled at like 65% off. It took that one unpaid that was left from others, but that one unpaid collection took them from a 640 to a 710 credit score.
2: Whoa.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And now guess what? Now, now they can go buy the house. Now mm. they can buy the house because not only is it a collection agency done and, and, oh, and they deleted it from the credit report, which mm. now it's like, it never even happened. It's like it never happened. But 640 to a 710 yeah. puts them in the best interest rate possible. Nice. So sometimes it does take a little bit of work, but at the end of the day, like we gotta do the right work so that we can feel like, okay, I'm doing my part, legit, I'm doing my part. Let's let's make sure everybody else is doing their part.
2: Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. so
0: when you got those other guys that are like no don't pay the collections we'll just dispute them we'll get them deleted and then six months go by and a year goes by and and you're not able to make these moves like let's really think about what is worth it to you what is most important
2: so one thing that i and i think we talked about this before because i was like you know if if there's if there's all these people who you know who are doing it this way where they're you know trying to get through the technicalities and loopholes and and they're trying to you know basically not own up to the debt if they're doing it that way and and we know of scenarios or you know of scenarios because you've experienced them are you could you you, in your with your clients where they have actually had things that were temporarily removed and then come back why aren't we hearing those stories? Why aren't we hearing about people saying hey you know what like this thing came back you know what I mean? And it stopped me from getting this house or, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I did this and so do you, is there, do you, do you have a, a possible reason why they don't share that part of it? Not just.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know um, well, I mean, obviously they share it with me cause they come to me, but yeah. I just think in general, I think in general, when, when people are trying to do things, they might, they, they might have this sense of, like, I don't want people to think I'm trying to settle my debt or I don't want people to think that I'm paying somebody to clean up my credit because they don't want to be judged. Mm. And I'm like, throw all of that out the window. Like y'all need to be sharing these stories to prevent the next person from getting stuck in the same situation. Mm -hmm. And and that's with anything. That's with anything. You know, if something goes bad where you feel like, I don't want to say nothing because I'm a little bit embarrassed about it. Like, no, let's protect the people. Like, let's legit protect the people because at the end of the day, there's so many people that are in that same boat, but they're not trying to speak the voice because they are a little embarrassed. Yeah. And and I understand which, you know, they come to me and and now we're helping them. I mean, I don't even know, like we should probably pull some numbers of like all the people that were with somebody. And then they came here and had amazing results in 30, 60, 90 days. And they're like, mm-hmm. I should have came to you in the first place. And I'm like, well, we're here now.
1: Let's forget well,
0: about that. Like, you know, thing let's thing is, work.
2: We <laughs> want to qualify that, though, too, because. You know, there are people who will say, well, I went to so-and-so and and I had success in 30, 60, 90 days too, but we want to, but what we're saying here, we're trying to make that distinction of, we're not talking about temporary like fixes, whereas you get a whole bunch of things deleted and yeah, you, now your score shot up and now it seems like everything's great, but we know it's going to come back because it wasn't legit. It wasn't done in a way that's sustainable. What you're doing and what you're what you're teaching is we're going to do it where you're not going to have to look over your shoulder. You're not going to have to worry about it. You're not it's not going to pop up later because the way we settled it, it doesn't allow that to happen. It's gone. Like, so and, and 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 that's why and to your point, I wanted to share my experience because. Things have been going really well for me. Like I've been, yeah. I've been on a high. You know what I mean. Things have been going really well, and I've told you before. You know, like sometimes my mind would go, "Okay, well, there's something else about to come around the corner that's gonna," you know, and that's that negative thinking. I'm not thinking that way now. Um, I do know that life happens. I know that you know, there's ups and downs, there's ebbs and flows, and you know, it's part of life. But I know that even though I got hit in the face with this, that doesn't mean I keep, I stop fighting. That doesn't right. mean I that that the the story stops here. It doesn't mean that. All of a sudden now I'm gonna just spiral and, and everything's gonna be horrible. No, I'm gonna continue mm-hmm. to push, continue to fight. I know how to fight this, I know how to attack this thing. And then this is just gonna be another part of the story, you yeah. know. Um, and so we're gonna to continue to to build, continue to move up, continue to move forward, continue to, you know, do all the good things. But this is just another hurdle that we had to get over. But the cool thing that what well, I'm excited about is once I finally knocked this thing out, I ain't got to worry
0: about this thing right. popping up again. Right. Like, it's it's, gonna it's be like gone. end of story, chapter yeah. close. That's it. Whole new book getting written right now.
2: That's it. That's yeah. it. So, I mean, like I said, I, I knew in the back of my mind that that was something that was a potential or yeah. that was going to come up. Yeah. Um, I didn't know when it was going to come up. I should have, I should have expected it though, because like, it seems to always come up whenever you start trying to say you're going to buy a house.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: but, um, it's like the credit, the credit guides or whatever, <laughs> the credit fairies or whatever, whoever yep. out there be listening and be like, oh, okay, you about to do what? Yep. Um, so, but once again, I'm, I'm grateful that it came up because now I'm, I can handle it. I can squash it the right way.
1: Yeah. Um, and we
2: can move on. Um, so yeah, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we had this talk. This was, I know for some people listening, this might've been a little heavy. I know it was heavy for me, um because it's a you know it's a lot but we haven't done an episode like this in a while where yeah. you know where eva's really kind of breaking it down for y'all and i want you guys to be able to hear it for so you to know like this is like man like you know
0: and there's a lot of people that don't even realize they could settle their debt they're like wait a minute what like i don't have to pay all of these interest and fees yeah that have accumulated for years yeah which is
2: huge yeah huge. we have lions that have you know a whole save thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yep. You think about like like the price of, you know, to, to become a lion, like, and people, you know, sometimes will, you know, they're like, Oh man, that much. Well, when you think about the value that you're getting, you think about mm-hmm. all the things that you're not only learning, saving, but like real money, because mm-hmm. there's people that Eva's worked with where, yeah, man, they, they were on the hook for, you know, whatever.
0: Thousands, you know,
2: thousands. Let's just say, let's just say a number. Let's say it was, they are on the hook for like 40 grand. Yeah. But because of Eva's help, they only had to pay 20.
0: Yes.
2: So what what does that mean to you? I mean, that's that's,
0: That's like a whole down payment on a house.
2: There you go. So, you know, that's
0: a lot. That's college tuition. That's a car. That's not
2: that's one thing. That's not counting the the credit cards that they got, all the other stuff that they got. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to the value of the information, it's invaluable because, Once again, once you, once you, and then once you set all that stuff and all that squared away, now your life can begin, right? You can start to do more and more stuff and it continues to kind of build on it. So yeah. Anyway, I felt like we had to really give folks a, a, you know, a podcast like this, how to, how to bring one of these back.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. No, definitely, definitely. Because information does change situations Mm -hmm. and, and at the end of the day, you know, these, these are the things that could potentially they could be some really crazy roadblocks in many people's lives. And, 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 and just even like, I could only imagine even just the agony of picking up the phone and calling one of these guys, like in my credit consultation, I give you a script, I give you a script. And I'm like, you just print this out and read this verbatim. (laughs)
1: Like
0: you don't even have to figure it out. Like it's there and that's how people are having so much success with settling their accounts out because there is a certain way there are some magical words there's mm-hmm. certain tones to use that increases your chances of them accepting your settlement offer yeah. so when people have that type of hand holding guidance and coaching it makes it way easier to make those phone calls whereas yeah. you know if you don't know what you're doing it's very intimidating and it can paralyze you. And then it prevents you from even trying to move forward in your financial journey because you've got these roadblocks. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, why don't you go ahead and just leave people with um, you know, one last go nugget. Um, when it comes to this whole idea of, you know, facing the things that were in their past, things that you know because i i look at it metaphorically right i I like you know you got something that you you did you were responsible for
0: yeah
2: and instead of dealing with it and facing it and settling it you're looking to avoid it and sweep it under the rug which just like anyone who has kids out there you know you know that's you you teach your kids don't do stuff like that because we've all seen that movie, right? That, that doesn't work, (laughs) you know, like it doesn't work in life. It does not work in credit. It don't work anywhere. Right. You got to face the music. So if you could just talk to those people who are, you know, maybe they feel like it's just too hard, you know, maybe they feel like, you know, man, I don't, I don't even know if I have money to settle, or I don't even know what that looks like. I've never done that before.
0: Right. You know,
2: what would you say to them?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, and, and, and that's where, you know, you've got those doubt monsters in your head that's telling you otherwise, or you've got fear. And and really, what is fear? It's the fear of the unknown. It's not knowing what the outcome could be should you tackle that situation. And this is where, you know, we, we, we got to be, you, you know, you, first, you got to be honest with yourself. Like, if you don't think that by listening to this call that you're still able to do what you're doing, then you need to definitely hire a coach. You should be hiring a professional to walk you through this so that you can have a complete understanding based on your situation, what this could look like for you. What are the odds? In my over 20 years of experience, I can tell you, you settle with this creditor, they'll automatically delete. You don't even have to ask that of them because it's automatic. Oh, this creditor, if you try to negotiate a settlement, they're actually not going to settle because they just don't settle. Yes, there are some companies that, that, that act like that. Why can they act like that? Because they're big dogs. They don't have to settle. Whereas you do a pay for delete, they'll delete that in three days. Like this is the type, the level of service and the level of knowledge that you get when you're a part of the coaching program, when you're a part of the Lions Club. So it's really just a matter of just looking at your financial situation and saying to yourself, can I do this on my own? Or do I need to hire a professional to increase my chances of reaching financial success, but Mm -hmm. don't, don't sit there and, and, and let those past experiences or those past decisions paralyze you from moving forward. Because at the end of the day, if you want to have, if you want to live a life of abundance, if you want to live a life to where you're financially free, that means tackling those ugly past experiences that are on the credit report so that we can be able to move forward
2: yeah yeah that's it okay guys um all right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode.
1: Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you're ready to make a major purchase, get better rates or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at Eva Empowers. And schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered.